the Farm Report with Pam Young. At five minutes after five o'clock on a Wednesday morning, it's the 16th day of January. Come on in, fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee, along with you until six o'clock. Wisconsin Farm Bureau members yesterday down in New Orleans tried to advance the idea of a supply management plan for dairy. And they got shut down. American Farm Bureau Federation didn't want to talk about it. You'll hear comments after 5.30 from Jim Holt, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, on that matter. Also up before 6 o'clock, maybe you found that little piece of paradise, that uh, five-acre parcel or whatever size it is where you're going to hunt, you want to build a house, you want to build a garage, a shed, whatever it is. You know what? Your conventional lender may not want to touch that project with a 10-foot pole. We'll tell you why that happened and where you can turn after 5.30 when we talk with Chad McLaughlin, Lending Advisor with Compere Financial. So today, as far as weather is concerned, should see a little bit of sunshine, I hope. It looks like daytime highs today, 30 degrees, so a little cooler than yesterday, but the sun will be out. Overnight lows down to 20 degrees. For tomorrow, mostly cloudy, 32. Friday, we cool down to 26 with light snow in the forecast. Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, has weather details in about 15 minutes. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Well, Wisconsin agriculture is going to be coming together at the end of the month for the annual Outlook Forum. I'm Pam Yonke from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And that's an opportunity for a lot of our university extension experts to speak to their particular area on what they're forecasting for 2019. And Bob, although the uh, opinion may be one way today, certainly could change by the end of the month, especially when you take a look at grain and livestock. You bet, Pam, and these researchers and economists that uh, do this every day are kind of in a quandary right now with the government shutdown, and they're not getting the reports they need. 
Dr. Brenda Botell at the UW River Falls, who is a commodity marketing specialist, spoke to the Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders about the outlook for various commodities, all with a kind of a cloud hanging over it, depending on the numbers. But we asked her about uh, some of the issues that will be most important as far as looking at commodities in the future. And, of course, trade policy number one. Yes, I would say trade policy is is probably the biggest thing that we have to be looking at as far as for in 2019. There's obviously other issues that we need to look at, but trade right now, um, given where our exports are at and our dependence, particularly for soybean and pork and for beef, um, that trade policy is really important. As we've looking at trade policy, we're out of the TPP. The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is waiting to be uh, put in place. Meanwhile, the 11 countries that are still in the Trans-Pacific Partnership are putting that into effect. Those aren't good signals, are they, for us? No, um, we really do need to get a bilateral agreement with Japan. Uh, right now, when you look at beef, uh, when we pulled out of the TPP, um, beef is... For beef, Japan is one of our most important uh, export where we export to, um, and we are at a disadvantage. Um, we have a much higher tariff than what Australia does already, and given the fact that the value of the dollar has been increasing for the last year, um, that's making our beef even that much more expensive. Yeah, because as they drop tariffs for the countries that are involved in TPP, our tariffs are that much more exaggerated, aren't they? Correct, yes. And they were already extremely exaggerated um, on the beef side. Uh, so as they drop those, it will become beef will just be that much more um, expensive. The one thing we do have, though, is that you have to remember that U.S. beef is not the same as Australian beef. Um, we have a grain-fed beef, whereas theirs is a grass-fed beef. And the Japanese do like that very heavily marbled um, beef product. Um, they don't eat beef in the same way that we do, like they don't sit down with a steak. Um, but nonetheless, when it gets too expensive, there is still a price sensitivity there. How much can this affect us price-wise? How much can this take off the value of our beef with these uh, tariff differences? And the, as you said, the dollar getting a little stronger. There are a lot of factors here. Well, to say, um, I can't really say right now what the amount would be on that. When we look at it, though, um, from a value of our beef uh, perspective on exports, we export a greater amount of our value. So um, if that gets to that point, we'll have a lot more of those middle meats here, which will drop that price significantly. But as we go forward, then, as you look at a lot of 2019 is still ahead of us, the Japanese market is very important, but uh, so are other parts of the world. I mean, China, pork, they've got uh, problems, disease over in China. Are there some positive, bright notes that we've got going forward with livestock when you still consider tariffs and you still consider trade deals? Where might there be some chances to improve? Well, we do see we do see improvement, um, and so we have had a double digit, so eleven percent increase in our exports um, for beef for this last year. Um, pork export market are still really strong. Uh, poultry markets are still really strong. So even though we've had declines in pork exports to China and declines in pork exports to Mexico, other countries have picked that up. Uh, so it is still really strong, the export market for that. Um, regarding the ASF, the African swine fever in China, that's um, a potential there because China is so dependent and eats and consumes so much pork that if they continue to have that problem and then that creates a shortage there, that's a potential possibility for pork to go back to, to China. 
now we'd have to look at some of those tariffs that we have because right now the U.S. has priced out of the Chinese market on pork because of the tariffs and the strong dollar. Are there other countries that can make up the difference and are making up the difference in the pork supply that normally comes from the United States to China? Because they have such a concentrated industry there, African swine fever can take out a lot of their production. Right. They do consume more pork than anywhere else. Um, and there, it's, there isn't any one particular country. We've increased our exports to many other uh, countries. And so in, in that case, as I said, we've still seen, even with the decline in the Chinese uh, um, pork exports, we have still seen an increase in U.S. exports of pork. It's just that we won't, if we can get that Chinese market back, we could see those increases even greater. And of course, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen as far as trade policy. These things going to be ratified. Tariffs going to come off as we look at a new, new Congress, half and half now, and the president uh, kind of not sure from day to day what he might do. How do you look at going forward and how can you I guess we can never know for sure what's going to happen but this has to be even more of a cloudy ball right now a crystal ball with a democratic house this is a huge um it is a very cloudy ball as you say um mostly because with the partial government shutdown we've uh, are not getting a lot of government reports with data that we would typically get. So, for example, we don't have, the last two weeks we have had no reports on trade data, and we won't be seeing that going forward until the, the government is back up and running. How much does that really affect? We hear that the traders aren't getting export reports, sales reports, inspection reports. Uh, how much of an effect does that have as far as uncertainty? Well, what's going to happen is that the longer this goes on, because we have to start building in our own expectations, and there's no one base for people to build it in. So free market economies are reliant on information, and without that information, they don't operate as well. Um, so it, um, what that means is I have to make an assumption, and so I'll be basing my prices off of um, assumptions that might not be consistent with somebody else. What will happen is the longer this goes on, um, when those reports get up and running, we'll see bigger market adjustments the longer this goes on. We've been talking mostly about the livestock, but obviously you look at uh, crops too going forward. Really some uncertainty as far as corn and soybeans going forward this spring with planting. What, what do you expect and what are some of the indicators you look at to see what farmers should do and where these prices might be going? looks like the Chinese have been back in the market for about a, a month, but uh, will that continue? And do we know for sure with these trade reports not available? Right. We, we don't know. Um, we don't know what's going to happen as far as for trade, because as I said, for the last two weeks, we have no trade data to know what's been happening. Um, but apart from that, like even as you said, with the grain side, um, January reports are a huge report because they tell us we see what our December stocks are. So we get to know kind of what, what happened for quarter one as far as consumption. But also the January reports give us our final estimates as far as for what was our production for corn and soybeans for the 2018 harvest year. Mm -hmm. So without those numbers and without knowing that, we don't really know what the final size was and how much supply of, of those products we have out there. Then going forward, as you said, one of the reports that we'll be missing on January 11th is the winter seedling report. And that kind of gives us our first indication as far as for what are going to be acreage that's going to be planted for between corn, wheat, soybeans, and that going forward into 2019. So we're starting the year already behind without getting any indication of what are producers thinking as far as per production. 
and how are producers supposed to be thinking? Because we always say that you should have forward contracted a, a certain portion of your crop, but if we have so many uncertainties out there, you know, what do we do? And what are some of the indicators we should be looking at to try and figure it out anyway? It is. It's really challenging. And that's where we have to go through then and say, okay, now we make assessments and we make adjustments. Um, some of the information we can we can try to glean some of that information from others. So you can look at ethanol production um, and say, okay, I make my assumptions and make assumptions that this is how much corn is being used for fuel. But without some of those reports, I again, I'm sitting here going, I can only make an assumption as far as for what was the production. I can only make an assumption as far as for how much we've exported. And my assumptions aren't going to be the same as the as somebody else. And so it's consider it as a race. We all make assumptions whether the USDA is right or not, but we're all starting at the same spot. Now, as we miss these reports, we're all starting at different points on the racetrack, and who knows what that is going to lead as far as for the price. Interesting is one term, Brenda, use. I think frustrating, and there are a few more other terms that we could put in here as far as the, the situation in agriculture and try and figure out what's ahead with all the challenges we face. Brenda Botel speaking with the ag lenders in western Wisconsin. Brenda, of course, at the UW-River Falls Extension Commodity Marketing Specialist. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Since 1955, Blaine's Farm and Fleet has earned the trust of farmers and Midwest families by offering great brands at honest prices. Everything we sell is carefully chosen to ensure you're getting top quality with every brand you buy. Right now, get instant savings on select DeWalt tools. $110 instant savings on a DeWalt brushless hammer drill impact driver kit. $100 instant savings on a DeWalt 13-inch 20-speed 3-knife thickness planer and $80 instant savings on a DeWalt 20-volt brushless impact wrench kit. Hillman Grade 2 hex bolts, nuts, and washers, just $149 a pound. And check out our weld shop located in our hardware department. Pick up a 115-volt Hobart Handler 140 MIG welder. It's $499.99. KT Auto Darkening Designer Welding Helmets, your choice, $59.99. And KT Welding Accessories, now 20% off. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Hi, this is Dave Gary, the owner of the Princeton Clubs. What a start to 2019. It's incredible to see so many people improving their health at the Princeton Clubs, and there's still time to join us. Our lowest rates of 2019 are available until January 31st. Our members exercise for many different reasons, but one thing's the same. We're all here for a better tomorrow. So what's your reason? Come tell us, and we can help you make it happen. With new equipment, upgraded facilities, and new classes, we have more ways to help you succeed than ever before. Our clubs are open 24 hours a day, spotlessly clean, and we offer free childcare. Plus, with locations all over the Madison area, including our new club in Fitchburg, you'll never be more than a few minutes away. Now's the time to join. Our lowest rates of the year are still available until January 31st. Visit PrincetonClub.net for more details and a free trial pass.
wearing a farm cap on top of a cheese head. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Almost 521 now on a Wednesday morning. Looks like it gets colder the farther north you go. Let's talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. It's not exactly balmy out there this morning in Madison, but it does look like we are starting to feel more January-type temperatures the farther north we go. Guess that's going to start settling in now, huh? That is going to settle in, Pam. Over the next several days, we get back to normal and even below normal. So get ready. It's going to get cold and wintry. That doesn't mean there's a lot of snow. And I know for some folks, that'd be great. A front's off to our southeast today, counted for the little bit of that patchy freezing drizzle we saw yesterday. That's over. It's going to stay pretty dry today, tonight. But by tomorrow, low pressure begins to move in. It passes just to our south. Could mean a little light snow and more likely Friday night into Saturday, a little snow possibility, especially in southern Wisconsin. I'll have forecast details right after this. This is Ty Gaffney. I would like to invite you to my family's Angus Bull Sale on February 2nd in Partyville, Wisconsin. We are selling our best black Angus bulls. They rank in the top 15% for birth weight, weaning weight, and dollar beef. The sale starts at 2 p.m. at the Brenneman Bull Barn. Look us up online. The Gaffney and Lynn's families are looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, February 2nd in Partyville. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. 523 now. Let's uh, go ahead and get some more of those details out, Stu, on this kind of changing weather dynamic, uh, because it does look like we've got a chance of snow for everybody by the end of the week, doesn't it? By the end of the week, there'll be more of a chance, yeah. But let's talk about today in the West early, but there'll be some clearing, so it does brighten up for all of us upper 20s today, maybe a 30 here and there, north winds, 5 east later on, but the clouds redevelop overnight, and we drop down in the upper teens and low 20s with the southeast breeze at 5 chance of snow, especially in the south, that'll be through the morning. I'd look for temps again in the upper 20s, almost 30. East winds at 5 become quite variable, turning west late and partly sunny Friday, mid-20s. But Friday night, Saturday, some snow, and all we can talk about it, Pam, maybe an inch will accumulate in the far south, and it gets lighter the further north you head. Oh, really? Oh, just So just yeah. the opposite of what the snowmobilers and cross-country skiers uh, might be expecting, huh? Exactly what they hope for. Yeah, it's not going to happen way up north. And then it's going to get cold this weekend. So mm. grab your long johns. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. See you then. Stumax, our ag meteorologist with weather details. Okay. So, so far, we're in double digits still as we start off the morning. But uh, 
Like I said, I think it gets colder the farther north you go. Lacrosse, you're starting off with clear skies. You're at 21. Mauston's got some clouds sitting at 25 degrees. Madison at the airport, cloudy and 27. Fond du Lac, cloudy and 27. Oshkosh, cloudy and 25. And then back to 21 if you get up to Green Bay. And uh, even colder than that as you head farther north. There's some areas that are single digits this morning. All right, more food and fiber news coming your way after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It's kind of intimidating when your dad is one of the most famous jewelers in America. And you're supposed to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, and those are some big footsteps. How old were you when you came to work at Kessler's? Well, I started handing out balloons to customers when I was six. Wow. Dad was on the radio 52 weeks a year for more than 25 years. I'm talking to Monica Kessler of Kessler's Diamonds. He gave me and the other owners a gigantic opportunity. The other owners? Kessler's is 100% employee-owned. I'm just one of several dozen owners. So when I walk into Kessler's, I'm greeted by an owner? Every time. So what's your earliest memory of a Kessler's radio ad? In the beginning, Dad would end every ad by saying, I'm Richard Kessler, and I want to be your jeweler. What's he doing now? Playing golf, mostly. Is there anything you'd like to say before we go? Yes. I'm Monica Kessler, and I want to be your jeweler. Along with a few dozen other wonderful people hand-selected by my father. Welcome to Kessler's. Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry Infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers? Yes, Stacy. vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at gansercompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now. Or step into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Ganser, that's the answer. Everybody always says, you know, oh, someday I would like to whatever, and you never do. It's like you think someday, someday, and then just decided someday is going to be now. Some of my happiest patients are those that have had children and are trying to get their pre-pregnancy body back. I have given birth to two babies. One of them is a vertical incision C-section, so I was left with this big scar in my stomach and then, you know, just the extra fat that comes with having a baby there. I had it done because I had such a hard time fitting into pants. It would fit me in the legs, but I couldn't find something that was comfortable in the waist. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. That's his specialty. I think it's great. It's perfectly flat. There's no more flab down there. My pants fit well. I think it looks amazing. Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartell.com. 
I got a $5,000 signing bonus to join Santa Max. It was a no-brainer. I'm a CDL Class A truck driver for Santa Max. Home every day and no weekends. Santa Max is hiring CDL Class A truck drivers with experience to join the DeForest third shift team. Quarterly bonuses and a $5,000 signing bonus. Great pay, great company, and a $5,000 signing bonus. I made the move to Santa Max. It was a no-brainer. Email your resume to apply at SantaMax.com. S-A-N-I Max. SantaMax.com. You count on the serenity, the peace and quiet when you have the house all to yourself. Then the contentment is interrupted by the sound of bloop, bloop. You never hear it when everyone else is home, but the solitude of just you and you alone has your kitchen faucet wanting to carry on a serious blooping conversation. It's something Benjamin Plumbing service techs fix all the time. The majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Bloop, blooping, leaky faucet. Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. We do everything to make your life easy. From packing, to storage, to cleaning service. Above Average Moving also does in-state, out-of-state, residential, and commercial moving. That's why we say, no worries, less stress, we got this. Above Average Moving is your award-winning medicine mover with the highest reviews, free online estimates, and full cleaning service. Above Average Moving, no worries, less stress, we got this. Visit AboveAverageMoving.com. You look at the four games, obviously both games on Saturday, pretty much blowouts. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs hammering the Colts and then the Rams hammering the Cowboys. Uh, the game yesterday, the early game, was the biggest of all. Uh, I mean, the Patriots, that, that thing was over five minutes in. Um, and then you have one close game. Um, you know, watching those games. Oh, by the way, also, it's chalk in both leagues. It's yep. the one and two seeds in both leagues. So, you know, this idea, and we've talked about this a lot the last couple of years when we thought the Packers maybe were a playoff team. And, like, everything always goes back to 2010 because the Packers, as a six seed, won the Super Bowl. And everything in sports is cyclical, and maybe there'll be a year where that happens again. But we are now, Ebo, nine years removed from that. And you look <laughs> at the last few Super Bowls, last year, Philadelphia, number one seed, playing New England, number one seed. Uh, year before that, New England, of course, again, number one seed, playing mm-hmm. Atlanta, who was the number two seed that year because it was the Packers who had beat the number one seed, uh, Dallas. But you had one versus two, one versus one this year. Uh, you have one versus two versus one versus two. So, again, not only, you know, we talk about can the Packers be a playoff team. And, again, it's possible to get in and do it, I suppose, because there's been precedent. But to make the, the, the job of Lafleur and Rodgers, and if there is going to be another Super Bowl, to make it that much more difficult, I mean, isn't it kind of looking like, I mean, to be a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and I know the whole notion of if you get into the tournament, you got a chance. But you look at the playoffs the last four or five years, it's not only do you have to get into the playoffs, you have to probably be the home field team or at least have the first round bye. Like the the days of the Packers and the Ravens and the Giants, this stretch of years where you had nine and seven hot wild card teams getting in and ripping off three, four in a row, 
And again, it maybe it could change. Maybe next year there is a nine and seven team that wins four games late and comes in red hot. I thought that was the Chiefs, or excuse me, the Chargers or the Colts. It's not the case. So when you're looking at the Packers next year, based on the current NFL, not only do you have to you know get into the playoffs, you probably have to get in at twelve and four, thirteen and three. Do you really think that you know what we've talked about this? Aaron Rodgers has had a, a record that good what twice in his career. Yeah. Man, that, that was a really long question. Um, there's a lot to dissect, dissect there. For me, when I look at it, though, is you have, uh, yeah, the Packers have a lot of work to do, but look at who's left in here. Drew Brees, Jared Goff, who's now had a coming-up party with his offensive, you know, with Sean McVay there, and then you have Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. All of these guys are good quarterbacks. What do the Packers have? Well, they do Arguably have the quarterback, best quarterback yeah. or thrower in the game. So if, if they can go quick and Aaron Rodgers can play like Aaron Rodgers we know and love. And we, you know, retain Mike Pettin now with that defense that I want to see, which I'm glad they did. I like that. Coming back in year two, see that ex- that defense really take off. And you get an offensive-minded coach in LaFleur with a new system. We could be talking about the Packers if they hit on their draft real quick back. And that's and that's where you get excited, and I and that's where you have hope. But I agree with you, and I think that the, the, the blueprint's there. But again, you look at, and... When we experienced success, it was that that was you know the the height of the get hot late. There was a there was a blueprint to win in the Super Bowl seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. It was get hot late, play your best football at the end of the season, carry the momentum into the playoffs, rip off you know three or four in the playoffs, and and get to the Super Bowl. I feel like the Chiefs are like the 2010 Green Bay Packers. Like, yeah, but got, they were 12 and four this year. Yeah, well, there is that. But no, I like getting hot in the playoffs at the right time, and you got this this new up and coming quarterback that's just electric, and you got a opportunistic defense. Like, I feel like that's the Chiefs this year. But Rodgers, you get him more time in the NFL, you know, compared to Mahomes here. He he knows the ins and outs, and um, I think if you just get a a decent defense and Rodgers to play like Rodgers normally does. We're talking about the Packers back in the playoffs and hopefully in an NFC yeah. championship game. And I look, do I 608-321-1670 again your reaction to watching these games yesterday and, and against the Packers fan. I mean, look, do I think the Packers can be one of the six best teams in the NFC next year? I do. When you look at Kansas City, New England, LA, New Orleans, those are the four best teams in the NFL. Last year, New England, Jacksonville, Philadelphia, Minnesota. Guess what their regular season records were? The four best. Year before that, New England, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Atlanta. The Packers were the outlier. Three of those four had the best record. So not only do the Packers, do they have to make the playoffs next year, they have to make it as one of the best teams or they're going to end up like Dallas, Philadelphia, these teams that exit early. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it looks like we'll see some sunshine today. Not warming up a whole bunch, though. 30 are expected high. Tomorrow, 32 under cloudy skies. Friday, we cool down to 26. And we've got a light chance of flurries in the forecast come Friday. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. Back on this date in 1888, William Vilas was appointed to the United States Secretary of the Interior position. Uh, He had previously served as Postmaster of the United States, and he would later go on to serve in the U.S. Senate as a Democrat for Wisconsin. William Vilas, back in 1888, appointed to the U.S. Secretary of the Interior position. What else happened on this date? Well, back in 1919, Prohibition started in the United States. The 18th Amendment 
to the U.S. Constitution stopped the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors back in 1919. Happy birthday this morning to Kate Moss. She was born back in 1974. Diane Fossey, born on this date in 1932. No celebrating yesterday down in New Orleans for our Wisconsin Farm Bureau delegation. They decided to bring up the idea of supply management for the dairy sector as part of the platform discussion at the American Farm Bureau Federation's 100th annual meeting in New Orleans and got shut down. Jim Holt, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Whenever you propose to change current policy at AFBF and change it to your state policy, you have to make the case to make it well. We attempted to do that. We proposed the exact policy that the Wisconsin delegates had act, had added at their convention in December, and yet uh, the majority of the delegates here chose to stay with the policy AFBF has had in the past year. Jim Holt, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, despite the fact that the American Farm Bureau Federation would not bring up supply management as an option for dairy. He said, here in Wisconsin, the work will go forward. We will use our dairy committee to bring in different resources of information for them. Hopefully, they'll take a look at what the possibilities are and follow a policy that our delegates adopted and make a recommendation to our board on how we should go forward in the concept of supply management in Wisconsin. Jim Holt, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Now, despite the fact that the supply management idea didn't go over very well down in New Orleans, the American Farm Bureau Federation members did adopt a couple different policy platforms. As far as the government shutdown was concerned, delegates urged the administration and Congress to work to end the government shutdown just as soon as possible. As far as trade, American Farm Bureau Federation delegates voted in favor of negotiations to resolve trade disputes rather than using tariffs or withdrawing from agreements. Cell-based food, big topic of conversation. Delegates adopted a comprehensive policy to support innovation in cell-based food products while making sure a level playing field for traditional protein was maintained. They also encouraged USDA to utilize the Food and Drug Administration's expertise in food safety monitoring. Rural broadband, the delegates supported improved broadband coverage across the United States and substance abuse and mental health, not something they often bring up at the American Farm Bureau Federation Convention, but delegates yesterday supported increased funding for programs and facilities for the treatment of substance abuse and mental health issues. The 100th Centennial Convention of the American Farm Bureau Federation wrapped up yesterday in New Orleans. It's 539. And now it's time for another Focus on Energy flashback. No matter what you're doing on the farm, a remodel, an upgrade, uh, anything like that, and maybe possible new construction, you should always call the Focus on Energy Advisors in advance because you guys have the trained eye on where to look for those kind of energy savings and especially those bonuses, double bonuses. Yes, not only do we have the two dairy energy specialists, but we also have 12 energy advisors located throughout the state to help those customers get in on those first uh, planning meetings to make sure that we get as many incentives for the farmers as we can because Lord knows that they need it right now. Boy, for sure. FocusOnEnergy.com is the website. I always encourage you, uh, whether you're working with an electrician, a builder, anybody in the trades, make sure you ask them early on, hey, are you a part of the Focus on Energy program? Do you know our Focus on Energy advisor? Many, many will. Partnering with Wisconsin Utilities. Focus on Energy. Learn more at FocusOnEnergy.com. Here's a little tire trivia for you. Did you realize that the actual surface area that makes contact 
between a tire and the road is really pretty small. For a passenger tire, it's only about the size of a postcard. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, where everything is all under one roof. So you think about that postcard when you're driving on Wisconsin's icy, wintry roads. Will it protect you? Will it protect your family, keep you out of the ditch? My friends at McFarland's can not only evaluate the tires you're currently using, but they can get you set up with brand new ones. And it doesn't matter whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors. They've got it all under one roof, and they're ready to take care of you. So when it comes to doing battle with Mother Nature and Wisconsin roads, when you're looking for good traction and safe travel, Look to my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12, in the heart of Sauk City. Today, Dr. Mark Stevenson with the Center for Dairy Profitability is back out on the road with University Extension staff, this time in Spring Green at the Firehouse, starting at 10 a.m. this morning, helping dairy farmers take a look at all the programs available to them and uh, help them understand the difference. The new Dairy Revenue Protection Program, how about the new dairy risk insurance policies that are out there, the livestock gross margins opportunities. He's going to run them all down for you today. It's going to be held at the Spring Green Fire Department on Winstead Street starting at 10 a.m. this morning. Markets are going to be waiting on ethanol numbers today. That's about the only information that they're going to get from any uh, independent source, shall we say. We're holding firm right now. March corn's up three. December corn up two and three quarters overnight at three ninety nine and a quarter. March beans are up four and a quarter. November beans up three and three quarter cents at nine forty one and a quarter. Barrel cheese yesterday dropped two cents to one twenty one. Forty pound block cheese was down a half at one forty one and three quarters. And double A butter that remained unchanged. 225 and three quarters per pound. Fluid milk for February closed a nickel lower at 1429 a hundredweight. March milk up a penny overnight right now at 1494. You still have to get out to June of 2019 before you see any fluid milk contracts in Chicago that offer any $16 milk opportunities. Hey, teachers, if you're working towards agriculture literacy with your students, really helping them understand where their food comes from, then Wisconsin's Ag in the Classroom program may have a grant to help you with that. They're accepting applications now for matching grants up to $500 that they're awarding to groups that are doing activities that promote agriculture literacy in K-12 through schools. Find out more details online at wisagclassroom.com. Dot .org under the grant section all applications have to be in by March 1st. So you found that little piece of paradise. You want to move out to the country? Well, it may not be that easy. Talking about rural lending on those parcels with Chad McLaughlin from Compure Financial next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Man, it seems like every time I turn around, there's another new online gimmick on finding a vehicle. Come on, it's all about the people. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street, Sun Prairie. And I speak with confidence when I say, if I walk into Zimbrick Chevrolet, talk to my buddy Steve Newby or any of the sales staff, I know I'm going to get the best price. It's guaranteed. If Zimbrick Chevrolet can't beat any written offer you bring them, they'll pay you $500 in cash on any new Chevrolet. What I like about dealing with the people, these are the same people that I'm going to turn around and come back to when it comes to service. You don't find that out online. And all the details of the best price guarantee are right there. You can find it at ZimbrickChevrolet.com. 
And, of course, always encourage you to come on out, take a look at what's on the lot right now, or tell the Zimbrick staff what you're looking for. They'll find it, and you don't have to spend all night clicking around to do it. Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie, or online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com. Are you frustrated with the way your clothes are fitting as you age? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if cool sculpting is right for you. Your clothes will fit in no time. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Crowing at the crack of dawn, this is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Spring may be a little ways off, but I bet there's plenty of folks out there that are eyeballing blueprints, thinking about breaking ground. You finding your little piece of paradise in the country, are you? Well, it can bring some unique challenges, and that's what we're focusing in on today with our friends from Compure Financial. Remember, Compure Financial is the name used for all those former ag lenders we worked with, Agstar Financial out of Minnesota, Badgerland Financial in Wisconsin, and First Farm Credit out of Illinois, all together now performing as Compure Financial. Their lending director is Chad McLaughlin, who is joining us today. Chad, you know, I, I have had friends uh, in Madison that have come into this uh, situation. They find their perfect little piece of paradise out in the countryside, and then whammo, they find out that conventional lenders don't want to touch it. Let's let's go to that point. Why is raw land purchases, even if you're going to build a house on it, why does it get tricky from a traditional lending standpoint? Well, Pam, good question, and, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. I, I would tell you the, the biggest concern that most folks run into when they're purchasing land in the country is exactly what you said, financing it. Most lenders typically like to already see the house on it. Um, if there isn't a house on it and it's anything over your standard two, three, four acres, I think they start to get concerned with, is there income being derived from the property? Are we going to have a problem if there isn't um, traditional sewer and, and water on the property. There's a lot of different costs that go along with it. Um, thinking about buying land to begin with, you really should start looking first at what your lender requirements are as far as down payment and then what your lender is going to allow to, to be done on that property, whether it's build a home, whether it needs to be done now, whether you can hold it for a couple of years. Um, I think once you've finally made that decision to build, next step is to really figure out how much you can afford on the house. Uh, that, again, starts with a lender conversation. And I, I think as you as we talk through this, we're really going to think about, and, you're, and the listeners are going to hear that starting out with a lender conversation is probably the most important piece, whether we're talking raw land or construction itself. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why starting that conversation before you get yourself all excited about where you're going to be is critical. So, Chad, walk me through. If I'm uh, looking to build or I'm looking to buy in 2019, I want to start my conversation with my compere financial lender. 
What kinds of questions are we going to go through? What kinds of information might I need to bring just right out of the gates? Sure, sure. Yeah, the, the initial conversation that uh, you would find from a lender would be just wondering whether or not you own land now. Um, do you plan on buying land as part of your construction project? Are you going to buy land, sit on it for a couple of years, and then build? Um, and I, I think a lot of that boils down to the, the financial ability for you to do that as a borrower, as, as a prospect looking to purchase land or build a property. As a lender, we typically start with the, the income, assets, ask about credit, or even run a credit report to really just try to get a gauge on how much you as a homeowner, future homeowner, can afford to build. Um, we don't talk about the max. We might let you know the max, but we also want to make sure you're comfortable with that payment amount because sometimes what lenders approve you for does not fit into your budget. Right. You know, the other thing, and I, again, having lived through this, the other thing I want people that are considering purchasing or buying, building, whatever, out in the country to realize is you guys coach them up. You you give them, I, I want to say, real practical advice on what's realistic for an acre of ground. I mean, you get some of these folks that are all excited about hunting ground and I'm going to build a cabin or whatever. You guys are out there every day dealing in these uh, situations. You know what's realistic to expect and what might be a little bit of gouging. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, there, there are definitely um, there's professionals out there that are in the business of selling land for the highest dollar, which is exactly what they're being paid to do. But that doesn't mean as a buyer, you should be out there willing to pay that price. I'll, quick, for instance, here, if you're looking at buying recreational land, it may be anywhere from $1,000 an acre all the way up to $3,000 an acre. If you're looking to buy a lot to build on, a five-acre lot may cost you $150,000. That does not mean that that land is worth $30,000 an acre to, a, to an ag, agricultural professional or a farmer. Um, so, yes, exactly right, CompTIA. That's, this is where we work and this is where we play in the country. And I think focusing on finding that lender that understands that rural community is extremely important. Yeah, you guys got appraisers that are in touch with that all the way through and through. And like we said, most of the folks you're going to deal with at Compure Financial have an agriculture background. They may still be involved in agriculture or uh, life, uh, rural lifestyle. So now let's talk a little bit about the financing because, again, for a lot of first-timers, uh, Chad, uh, they may not understand how Compeer operates. You are a cooperative, but ag lending is a little different business than those those rates they may see advertised on Rocket or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Typically, the the advertised rates you're going to see out there are almost exclusively secondary market rates. And what I mean by secondary market is your typical house on a half acre in a city, lot and block type properties. When you move out into a rural area or into the country, um, you're typically talking about properties that don't qualify for those type of, of loan products. Um, when we're talking specifically about construction loans here, construction loans are typically done as a portfolio loan, which means the bank that you're getting or the lender that you're getting the money through, it's coming straight from them. It's not sold at the, on that secondary market, Wall Street type mortgage product. So we know construction loans are much more complex then your typical purchase or refinance. And when you move out into the country or rural setting, that even adds more complexities on top of it because now you're talking well, you're talking septic, you're talking maybe a little bit bigger driveway, some more site improvements, that type of thing. So we, we do get that. We understand it, and it's, it's what our focus is, what our niche is in the market. Do you Can we do that in phases, Chad? I'm, I'm hearing in my head 
my husband saying, well, I got to build a shed or I want a three bay garage or something like that. Can we do some of these things in rural properties in phases? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think it really boils down to what the individual need is. And like you just mentioned, Pam, if you have somebody that that doesn't own a home right now or they own a lot, they don't have a home on it and they want to start out by building a shed on that property. We can absolutely finance the, the building of that shed. Two years later comes the driveway. A year later comes well and septic, and two years later comes the home. Uh, whatever fits the needs of, of that particular consumer, uh, we're, we're, there to, we're there to fill that void. So I think we probably uh, give them something to think about, Chad, and better they think about it now than when they get turned down by their conventional bank where they may have checking, savings, whatever. So what kind of resources does Compere have for those first-time folks looking at a property that's a little different, little different size, little different location with maybe little different goals in the future? What resources do you send them to now? Sure. So typically what we end up with is, is a buyer calling in or, or finding, uh, finding their local office by going to Compere.com. Um, and right now, actually, this, this winter, we've got uh, home construction work, workshops that were taking place in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Uh, if you go to Compure.com slash home construction, you can find a workshop near you. Uh, obviously, we can't have them in every community, so if, if you are a long ways away from one or can't make the trip to, to attend one of those in person, um, you are able to go onto our website and find a local lending officer closer to you that would be glad to either sit down with you in person or start the conversation over the phone in regards to whether it's a purchase of a lot large piece of land, small construction, or, or your dream home. Boy, I'll bet if you had a nickel for every time you've had to advise on some of these questions, uh, the innocent buyer, the folks that never knew, bet if you had a nickel, Chad, you'd be retired on your own island by now, huh? <laughs> I would maybe have two islands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But unless you've gone down that path, you can be in for some real surprises, and that's what we're trying to mitigate, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... The, the, the construction process is a complex one, and I think having a trusted lender and an honest lender with integrity that's here to walk you through it, they take a little bit of that complexity out, complexity out of it and just make it a little bit more enjoyable transaction for you. Honestly, yeah. You've found that piece of paradise out in the country. Well, guess what? Now you've got to find somebody that can hold your hand, and nobody better than our friends from Compere Financial. That's Chad McLaughlin. He's one of their lending directors, and he is the fellow that's got answers, whether it comes to purchasing that rural property. Like he said, maybe you're going to do this in phases. Put in the driveway, build a shed, septic, and uh, uh, well coming later. They understand that. That is their wheelhouse. Why not start your conversations with them today? Compeer.com, as he said, they've got...